Bible trails The Son of God, He is near He chose to walk with us These tribal trails Hello and welcome to Travel Trails. The Holy Bible, we believe, is God's Word. The guidebook for life given from God to His people. The Bible has 66 books divided between the Old and New Testament, filled with history, poetry, and genealogies, teachings, letters to churches and individuals, and more. Wow! That's a lot to process and to figure out how all the pieces fit together. In Proverbs 25, verse 2, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out the matter. There is definitely a lot of things to search out in the Bible, having a better understanding of specific verses, as well as how they fit with the rest of the Bible, should be a lifelong pursuit of all believers. You might say, studying the Bible is like putting a puzzle together. That is so true of life in general, and particularly the Christian life. We all have times when we struggle to understand how the pieces of our life fit together. If you could relate to any of this, then today's program is just for you. Bill Jackson will use the analogy of the jigsaw puzzle to show us how to study the Bible and to live the Christian life. I'm glad to be with you today to share God's Word with you again. And I have uh, shared God's Word before in this way. And we do pray for you people that more will come to know Jesus Christ as Savior. That is the main thing that we're striving for. Um, yes, teaching Christians, that comes in. And uh, we hear testimonies of people who have turned to the Lord. It's important that they, each one, as Christians, even those who give testimonies sometime on tribal trails, that we study God's Word. We go by the Word of God in our Christian lives. I have here from First uh, uh, Timothy, I want to talk to you today about how we get to the godliness. Godliness. I don't know, I hope that's not a new word to you, for you. Uh, godliness uh, can be put like God-likeness. Godliness has to do with our Christian life, that it's, that it's going the right direction, it's uh, growing, shining for Christ, living for Christ, and living, well, another word would be godly life. Godliness is mentioned here, and I'm going to read two verses, mainly verse 8 and verse 16 of 1 Timothy 4, 1 Timothy 4. For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, 
having promise of, of the life that now is and of that which is to come. I like that. A life that now is, right now, and that which is to come. And it mentioned, first thing, godliness. Godliness. Then verse 16. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine continue in them. For in, do, in doing this, you shall both save yourself and them that hear you. All right. Two verses speak about what we get in teaching from God's word. Let's make sure it's the right thing. You know, one of the other things that has been from day one <clears throat> has been falsity. Evil against good. And one thing about doctrine is you get into wrong doctrine, wrong teaching in the word. It can spell wrong in parts of your life that could hinder you in your Christian life. Here in 1 Timothy 4.1, we, we read that exercise, that's bodily exercise, profits little. Doesn't mean it's no good at all. I believe it's good uh, to exercise. And uh, it's, it's one of the things that were a human body. You can't just sit. You can't just lay. You, you got to move. And um, the older you get, I guess, for me, it's easier to see that. And uh, here it goes on to say, <clears throat> but godliness is profitable unto all things. To be godly is important. Not saying that like bodily exercise and other things, that they're not important. That's not saying that. But this is important. Make sure you have this. That uh, exercising your part in the Christian life. That is like having Bible reading once a day. Having what we call devotion sometimes. It's Bible reading and prayer. Talk to God every day. In doing so, you'll probably also know from there what God wants you to do. You'll know God's will. God, God's will is that we live for him, that we live, I'll just say, live the Christian life the way we ought to. It'll come about by reading, studying God's word. Sooner you can get into it, study God's word. After you become a Christian, study God's word. Then it says in verse 16, Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you shall both save yourself and them that hear you. Kind of strange wording, isn't it? But I'll, I'll explain that. I want to get this first part here. Take heed 
unto yourself and unto the doctrine, the kind of teaching you'll be getting. I know a lot of people are, don't like the word uh, doctrine. Some are, are allergic to it. It bothers them that you mention doctrine. It almost have to be a study. Uh, maybe some things people don't like, but it's there. Take heed unto yourself. It's for you. This, each Christian must, must exercise themselves in the word of God. How much you do it is up to you. If you, think, if you believe it's important, and I th- believe this, if you're truly born again, if you truly accepted Jesus Christ, the word of God should be important to you. If the word of God means nothing to you, you don't really want to know it, then we can have a, you may have a problem in that. And I would suggest that, first of all, see if you are tuned in with God. See if you are like electricity. You've got to plug in something before it really works. You've got to be plugged in. In other words, you've got to have Christ in your life in order to begin understanding the Word of God. <clears throat> Doctrine is... The learning of and believing truths from God's word, the teaching you get, the teaching you accept, truths that relate to your growing to godliness, godlikeness, godliness. Are you sure what you're getting is from Scripture? Does the Holy Spirit confirm Confirm in you, in your soul, that in what you believe in. Does, does God's spirit go along with your spirit that the word of God is what you're after, what you're beginning to understand. You're beginning to like, you're beginning to love. If it's not there, Again, question, am I really in? And then uh, when we do this, you know, we, we make sure that we are in tune with God. And in his word, if we're reading it, we get to the place where, yeah, we begin to, uh, the Bible begins to make sense. You see, for for the unsaved, for those who don't, who don't have Jesus Christ in their lives, the Bible isn't, isn't the book. It's, to some, they'll say, oh, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's not good. It's not for me. Uh, maybe somebody can understand. It's all made up. But to the Christian, my, I thank God when I begin to understand the Bible, I know I just kept on reading I begin to understand this, so I'm reading some more. And as I read more, I begin to understand more. And so on. And I find myself reading more of God's Word. Then, that's reading. Studying is getting a little more into it, comparing Scripture with Scripture, and uh, getting to know what it's all about, and then applying those, those teachings into your life. That's what I'm talking about here. Godliness, not just Bible study, but that it should be 
become part of us so that we live the way God wants us to live. Sing them over again to me Wonderful words of love Let me more of their beauty see Wonderful words of love Words of life and beauty Teach me faith and duty God in its rightful place. The Bible says in this way, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's in the book of Timothy. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, I got before me uh, some uh, puzzles. You know what? It's striking to me what the resemblance or can compare to Bible study. You can't just put this over here without looking at it and say, oh, this, yeah, that'll fit there and put another one there. Uh, that'll fit there. No, neither will it just come together. It's got to be, there's a way it's got to be that uh, each one is in its rightful place. For instance, this one that I'm holding belongs somewhere. Now, there's lots more here, but I just brought a few. It belongs somewhere. Maybe over here. I don't know. Neither do they just fall into place. Recently, a fellow was talking to me and he said, I went to this church. And the more I learned, the more I studied, the more I was confused. Apparently, the Word of God was not the most important thing in that church for him. He found out. He said, uh, I started to know this when there are some things that are said that just didn't seem to fit. And I take that like this puzzle I put here. Well, it's got a head on it and there's a place here. I can put. It should fit in there. What do you know? It does fit in there. No, it doesn't. Because there's some, some openings around it that's, 
That's not the place for it. Okay. So what we got to do is sometimes the heads on these, I call them heads, these pointed things, okay? Sometimes they're too tight and you have to kind of force them in. But if you're going to force them in, that means they're not from there. You know, there's things that we're taught sometimes. You wonder, boy, is that right? Don't take everything for granted, people. There are people who are not teaching the word of God the right way. They're not teaching the truth. They're missing out on something. Maybe sometimes they're forcing things or else they put it in even if it's loose. That is not the right way to do a puzzle. Neither is it the right way to handle the word of God. The word of God, sometimes we have only special verses. Only one line of doctrine that we, that we understand or go for. It shouldn't be. The word of God, we, we read the whole thing. When we compare scripture with scripture, to build upon any doctrine. And it's good to have teachers who, who, uh, who study God's word, who believe God's word, who have gone by God's word to study from people who know and love Jesus Christ. abusive to me, his young boy. You know, he say things word over me. He say things over me that like very negative things. You know, he'd be cursing and swearing and and uh, and the Bible says uh, in Proverbs eighteen twenty one that uh, there's power in, in death in uh, in uh, your tongue. The words you speak. There's power of life and death in that. So. So my father began to uh, abuse me verbally at a very young age, and uh, until that, I got a I lived with uh, fear coming into my life, not security. You know, when your father's supposed to give you nurturing, when I, as a young, you know, when you're young, and you, 
instead of inviting, instead of nurturing me, I, I got the opposite. So that turned, wasn't very good for me as a young boy. So I uh, grew up, grew up uh, my early days uh, in fear. Fear, afraid of everything. So later on, as I grew up into adulthood, I had to go out and prove that I can do these things. I can do anything I want to do. So I worked hard, very hard to, to prove to myself, to prove to other people that I can be just as good as the you know, non-native person. So that's what I did. You know, instead of trying to please the one that, you know, brought me into this world, I was trying to please man. I became a man pleaser. See? And throughout, my, throughout our, our uh, made life, uh, there was a lot of drinking in my, in my in, uh, in our 27 years of marriage. And so, then I didn't take my small spirit as a father. I neglected that. I neglected my small spirit as a, to be the head of my family, where the, in Ephesians, in the Bible, says Ephesians 5.23 says, the husband is the head of his wife, just as Christ is the head of the church, so is the husband. And that I did not do. I, 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 I was the, and I got all the responsibilities, and Susan did all the discipline, and most of the of our five five children. That was till until uh, 1998 when I I met the Lord in my uh, kitchen. That's when all that changed. You know, uh, sort of my eyes were opened, my mind was opened. That. Uh, that Jesus, Jesus changes what you, what you do, but he also changes what you want to do. So I want to do a lot of things, but change, Jesus, he, he changed all those things. You know, I had a different outlook on life, you know, as a father, as a leader in my community, as a business owner. He changed my outlook, outlook on life. You know, people, when our life is built on the Word of God, and we begin to learn things in their place in our lives. When it's completed, we see a beautiful picture that what one time was more in pieces, more than not. My life was beginning to go unraveled, as it were, as a teenager. As a teenager, I did not know God. I didn't love God. I didn't read the Bible. Well, maybe I thumb through just to see what it is. Look at parts here uh, once or twice. I didn't know Jesus Christ, that he was the Savior of the world. However, one time, another young young fellow talked to me, a Bible student talked to me about getting saved. That having my sins forgiven. He talked to me about salvation, how Jesus Christ died, how he shed his blood for, for me, for us. And I took Jesus Christ as my Savior. And things begin to come together. Just like this. Thus, my Christian life began to be established, I'll use the word, that is, build up to 
what a Christian should do, what a Christian should believe, what a Christian should uh, be like. I see my life at the age of 17 when I got saved. I see my life starting to come together. By the way, my puzzle wasn't completed in a year or 10 years or 40 years or 60 years. Still going on. I thank the Lord. Well, I still have some pieces left in my life I'm talking about. God still teaches me from his word. I teach uh, from the Bible, but I'm learning yet some things from God's word. And putting pieces together, yeah, God did that for me as I yielded to him, as I obeyed him. Those pieces came together in my life in the way that I put these together. Yeah, there's been dark periods in my life. There's been better times, we'll say. But you know, we don't go through life with just one color. Always good. There's been dark times in my life. But God has seen me through. You know, people, as we begin the journey with the Lord, learn to depend upon him more. Learn to look into his word so that you can put things together. I don't care how, how young, how old you may be. If you turn to Jesus Christ, he will put your life together. God makes things come together, work together, work right. Same as I'm showing you this puzzle. God's word is something like that. He will do it for you if you trust in him. The reason why some people have their lives are unraveled, not worth living, the sooner it ends, the better, and that kind of thinking is not from God. It's from the other one, Satan. You need to come to the place, people, where you put your hands in God's hands. You put your life in God's hands. He will take you through. He will show you the way. Now, the same thing with this one. I want it done right now, a whole thing. It doesn't come together at once. It takes time. Same as I can hold a puzzle here like this and kind of just take time and look at it and look at this and maybe compare it. It's something like that in life. There's sometimes we have questions that oh, people phone us lots, all the time, phoning us. That was good. Counsel them. And very often, yeah, I see it now. And you'll see it too. I saw the light, the singer said. I saw the light, I saw the light, no more in darkness, no more in night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow in sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light. You can see it too. Turn your life over to Jesus Christ. 
If you never accepted him before, do it today. And if you are a Christian, hey, start getting into God's word. And God will bless you for it. God be with you. I thank the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men and to you too. God bless you. Well, I saw the light, I saw the light, no more in darkness, no more in night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow in sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light.